everyone, and welcome back to the Screaming Beans podcast with me and Jack. Uh, and today uh, we're going to be talking about coffee cocktails. Um, so, Jack, over to you. Yeah, hi everyone. Um, hope we're doing all right. Um, Paul, I, I want to I want to ask you a couple of questions because I know that you are very you're, you're into your your alcohol. Uh, obviously, you, you ran the, the beer bus and all that sort of stuff. Not, I'm not. This isn't an AA meeting, I promise. Um, I mean, it might it might turn into it towards the end. But I, I want I want to ask you about your knowledge of cocktails. Okay. What's your What's your general the general gist? Uh, I know the very basic ones. You know, like your espresso martini, obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, Sex on the beach. Those porn star martini. Um, what else do I? That's that's very 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 limited knowledge of okay. cocktails. So, so the 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 standard ones are sort of top one hundred that we would call them in the, in the industry. So, probably um, fabulous. And um, so I I used to work in a in a bar up in Liverpool um, that did cocktails. So I, I know a bit more. Um, but um, I thought I'd share a little bit of that knowledge with with you guys. So um, we we thought we'd just do coffee cocktails today. Um, makes it a little bit easier. So. Um, we'll start, we've got five to go through, um, so basically we'll give you the ingredients, sort of how you would do it, uh, and then we'll give you like a little bit of history, um, and maybe some tweaks, that sort of thing with, with the cocktail. So, the first one has already been mentioned, and it, I mean, it's, it's obvious, and it? it's a espresso martini. Um, so, um, for a espresso martini, it's a double shot of espresso, you've got a single shot of 25 milliliters of vodka, uh, 25 mil of sugar syrup, so... Sh- that'll come up a lot in in the recipes so sugar syrup is basically well, how, how i make it is a one-to-one ratio so it's um equal parts sugar and water and um, dissolved down and then just basically just sits and thickens um so it's basically well it is exactly what it says it's it's a sugar syrup um it sort of adds sweetness to uh, to a drink without really adding any any more flavor to it um and then uh, so on top of that we've got a 25 ml shot of uh, kalua uh, and that, that's basically it for for ingredients. Um, you would put it in a, a like a Boston tin or a cocktail shaker, shake it with ice pretty vigorously, and then double strain um, into a martini glass. So um, a double strain is basically to get rid of any shards of ice, um, anything like that, any any other residue that might be in there. Um, and if you shake it hard enough, you'll get sort of like almost like a Guinness effect on it. So it'll sort of be like I'm sure you've seen it. The sort of like the the foamy, mm. you know, sort of almost like a crema that you get on a, on an espresso. Um, that's how you sort of get that is with the sort of the vigorous shaking. Um, and then I always like to garnish it with three coffee beans, um, sort of like in a little Mickey Mouse um, pattern. I don't know if that's just me, but um, it's it's by far the most popular coffee cocktail. Um, it dates back to the 80s um, where in London, uh, in a bar in London, there was a young lady who asked uh, the bartender for a drink to wake her up as well as insert expletive me up um, <laughs> and it basically happened that at his sort of drink station there was a coffee machine there so he just sort of threw some coffee in and and that's that's how it came up um in terms of um adjustments you could swap out the Kahlua for Tia Maria which uh, is pretty similar it's sort of a they're both sort of um like coffee liqueurs um, and then if you wanted to add another flavor in there you could swap your your sugar syrup out for like a, a passion fruit or I don't know passion fruit wouldn't go particularly well but you could you know you could do gingerbread or pumpkin or 
caramel, all the sort of things that you would, you know, you'd sort of see even amaretto um, as like a coffee syrup. You could just sort of add that in, and um, it just sort of gives you a bit more, um, yeah, a, a bit more variety. It sort of it, it shakes it up a little bit, if you excuse the pun. Um, yeah. So yeah. So that's that's your first martini. It's you know it's it's pretty pretty standard, pretty widely available. Um, it, it, it's the classic. It, it is you know it's it's the one that everyone goes to. So, um, yeah. Do you have to have, have, to have a, cocktail a cocktail shaker? shaker. Like if someone wanted to make one but they haven't got one, could they could they just you know like mix it vigorously? It would be the same. It, you could do. It's basically the shaking is to sort of meld it all together, but also it helps cool it down as well. So. Um, it would it would take a lot longer to sort of stir it vigorously um, yeah, yeah. to get it to get it going. But you know, if you want the sort of you know, if, if that's not what you're after, you just sort of want an espresso martini that doesn't really you know touch the sides. You know, then absolutely you know crack on with with stirring it. But if you want that sort of restaurant quality espresso mm. martini at home, that's what I would suggest. Uh, Could you do it in a French press? Um. You know, potentially plunge it. You could, you could probably do it with those weird milk foamers that I've never used, but I've heard things of. Oh, the handheld. You could, yeah, like a handheld, almost like a whisk. Mm. That would probably be be slightly better because again, it gives you that sort of churning. The aeration, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but obviously, you've got to try and find a way to cool it down pretty quickly. So, mm. um, so yeah, I think that's. That's the espresso martini. Lovely. That's pretty, Lovely. pretty standard. And um, the second one, um, again, a little less known, is the coffee Negroni. Um, so a Negroni is a is a classic, uh, one of the classic 100s. Um, it's basically equal parts gin, sweet vermouth, um, and uh, Campari. Um, but what I've done, I mean, I, I haven't done this, but I took a little bit of inspiration. Um, I turned it into, an, into a coffee Negroni. So... Um, for this one, it's 25ml of espresso, so it's about a single shot of espresso. You've got 25ml of gin and 25ml of Campari. Um, I also added a couple dashes of orange Angostura bitters, which is, I don't really know what they are, but they sort of, they add, they're like sharp, short bursts of flavour. Mm. Um, so they're really handy, to, you sort of, you get them in like a, like an old fashioned or Manhattan. Just a sort of like you know, they're only like a couple, a couple drops are really needed. They're poisonous, um, are they? I think probably in in large quantities they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't spoken to haven't spoken to one of the sales reps of Angostura. Um, basically, the Jamaicans use bitters for everything, so they'll have like a lime and soda with Angostura bitters as a hangover cure. Or if they've got a cold, they use it to sort of, you know, like you would a, you know, like a, like a hot toddy. It's the same sort of thing. Um, it's basically a, a, a cures anything drink, which is really interesting. Um, I haven't tried it till they mentioned about it, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll try that. And it was, it was, it was as long as you don't put too many in, it, it was, it's good. So, um, so for this, it's basically just a build and stir. So, um, ice in a glass, um, add all the ingredients, and then just give it a stir. Um, trying it every now and again, again just, just to make sure that it's, sure that it's um, um, diluted, diluted enough, enough basically, basically. Um, um, what what I 
decided to do to sort of add a little bit extra was to infuse my campari with cinnamon and pineapple. Um, so I just put some pineapple chunks in and a couple of cinnamon sticks in with my campari. Left it in the fridge for 48 hours and then strain it through back into the bottle. So it's basically, it's ready to go. It's still on my drinks cabinet. That sounds so bougie, but it's still in my drinks cabinet. You can come to my house. Please don't come to my house. But you can come to my house and you can try it if you like. It originates from an 1860s cafe in Milan. Um, it's basically, um, it's, basically it's, a it's a twist on, twist on three other three cocktails, other the Milano, Torino, and there was and another one that I can't remember. Um, but it's basically they sort of they sort of jigged around with it a little bit, um, and then they came up with a Negroni. But it's it's a very acquired taste. It's quite bitter, um, especially with the sort of they generally use sort of like dry like dry London gin, so like Gordon's or Tanqueray that sort of thing. Mm. Um, fun fact. Tanqueray was the first alcohol allowed back in the White House after the Prohibition. That's my fun fact for the day. Um, well, well. So it is, it, it is quite a quite a quiet taste. Um, it's you know something that not a lot of people would generally drink. Um, but if that's if that's, if that's more, more sort of your your cup of tea, sort of you know like, you know, like a like a Manhattan, Manhattan or a, even a, a a proper martini, martini that, that this, this might be um, something for you. A bit, it's a bit more of a of a manly cocktail, you know. The espresso martini is certainly geared towards the the um, the female side of things, um, but I think the coffee negroni is definitely a bit more of a of a man's drink, um, even though you've got you know your gin and all that sort of stuff in there that generally is synonymous with with the female. So, um, so yes, that's that's negroni. Don't know if you've got anything to add to that one, Paul? Is um is negroni is that with that the name of the cafe? I'm assuming. I think it might have been the name of the guy. Oh, oh okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I think. I don't, I don't really. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like an Italian cafe, doesn't it? Yeah, well, you see, because he's from a, you know, a cafe in Milan. I thought Negroni would be the name of the the cafe. Uh, it, might, it might have been. I, I'll be honest. I hadn't looked at that, so it might, it might be. Um, <laughs> if you know, listeners, let us know. Please let us know, and then, we can, then we can change the whole podcast and we can go through this again like it never happened. <laughs> um, yeah, anything else? Add? Oh, I think, I, I think I'd like that one. Yeah. Well, I've never had it, but time, I think I'd like that one. Next time we come, we'll have one. All right. All right. Next, time we, next time we come, we'll have one. Don't hold me to it. <laughs> I will. I'll put it in the diary now. Oh, no. <laughs> Fabulous. So, number three is the... Uh, well, it's the floater coffee, but I, I've gone for an Irish coffee with this one. Um, this is pretty synonymous with sort of like after after meal drinks. Um, you sort of want something that will give you a little bit of a, a kick on the backside, but also you know help towards um, you know having a, having a good night. So, um, so for this, it's uh, twenty five ml of either sugar syrup um, or a couple of sticks of um, like usually brown sugar. In an Irish coffee, um, so if you can get a Demerara sugar syrup, that's that's ideal, um, and then a single shot of Irish whiskey. Um, so again, I would generally use Jameson's. Um, then basically, you want to put an Americano on top, so hot water and double espresso, and then cream. Now, cream, I have a bit of a a top tip. And we'll go with that one today. Is if you have 
a cocktail shaker and a cocktail strainer. There's usually a little ring on the strainer. If you take that off and put that in your cream in the shaker and shake it, it will shake so much quicker. Like I've been there, stood there for hours, shaking the cream. I tried that. Well, I got told about this and it's literally, it's a lifesaver. It saved me so much time on the bar. You know, it, it'll take you two minutes to do one as opposed to five or six. So, um, and, and it's it, it's a build basically. So, um, sugar syrup in, whiskey in, um, americano, and then cream on top. If you've got a a European bar spoon, so that's just like a a, a big long spoon with a flat end, a flat bottom at the end. If you place that flat bottom on the the top of the liquid and pour down the little spiral. It, it should, should, if you don't pour too, too quickly, quickly, it should, should pour down pour the spiral, down the spiral and, then and then it'll layer a lot quicker, quick, a lot easier. Lot easier. Um, it means you're not going to get it flooded. So, um, It was invented in 1943 um, by, an, by an Irish bartender in the dockyard. Um, and I hadn't actually heard this bit, but and it's something I should certainly be listening to, is it shouldn't be stirred. A lot of people will generally stir it all through, get it all you know, mixed together. But it's actually designed to be drunk, drunk through the cream, and um, which I thought was really interesting. Again, I hadn't heard of that, so that's certainly something that I'll be passing on. Um, and then with floater coffees, you know, in terms of sort of alterations, that the the possibilities are, are pretty much endless. Um, so your, your typical ones are sort of brandy, um, which would be like a French coffee. You want Contro uh, and rum as well. Um, you could use all sorts of things, amaretto. Um, what again? One one little one I've tried um, is Jameson's, and this is not plugged by Jameson's at all. But I mean, if they want to sponsor the podcast, feel free. Um, <laughs> but they do a a stout, James a Jameson stout, um, whiskey, which is like it's unreal in a in an Irish coffee. It's the best Irish coffee I've ever tasted. Is instead of the standard Jameson's, it's the stout. The stout one with the little black label. Again, I've got that at home. Um, it, it's 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 unbelievable. It just, so what's it the difference just then? So it's aged in a it's aged in stout in stout barrels as opposed to aged in the usual stills. Um, and it just it just gives it that sort of like you'd expect with a stout or a porter, something like sort of a bit more depthier, slightly heavier, a bit more chocolatey. It feels a bit more almost decadent. Um, um, you know, it's, nice. it's not going to give you, you know, mocha explosions of flavour, but you know, it's certainly noticeable. Um, you know, if I if I drank, if I showed you them side by side, you can tell which one's which. So, um, that, again, that's certainly something to have a look at. Um, yeah. Any, any questions, Paul? I I because I, I, I've I've worked in pubs and restaurants and stuff, and yeah. I've made a few you know floater irish coffees in my time and yeah. <laughs> it used to really frustrate me when you'd get the layers you take it to the table and the first yeah. thing they do was get the spoon in it and whisk it and, stir it. and it's yeah. like oh you know how long it's taken me to get those lovely yeah. patterns and it's like when you make a nice latte isn't it you get you get a lovely swan on the top yeah, and then the person put some it in front of them, and they chuck a load of sugar in it. It's like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh my hard work. Oh my years. I, I, mean, I, I can't say anything. I'm, I'm like that at home with food. Like, we're certainly not restaurant quality chefs, but you know, we cook nice food, and 
you know, we'll, we'll have this sort of thing all nicely neatly piled and plated, and I'll just be there with a spoon and a fork, just mashing it in together. Um, you know, getting it all, all together. So, um, but yeah, I, 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 I know it's frustrating, but I hadn't actually heard that it was meant to be junk through the cream. So, no, that's uh, that was a real, a real eye opener. So, um, it's certainly something that that because because that's what I've that's what I've done. I've sort of you know layered it and then stirred it through and. Um, so nice. Time. nice. And the mood hits. I think I'll have a drink it through the cream. So, so there you go. With your with your stout Jamesons. Oh yeah. So that's two cocktails you've got to make me next time I come round, then Jack. Fantastic. <laughs> we'll be bladdered by the second one. It won't. It won't matter what the rest tastes like. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> so um, on to number four. So. Um, Another one that you sort of mentioned um, yeah. is the Long Island. You mentioned the Long Island iced tea. Well, how about the Long Island iced coffee? I think I'd like this more. Yeah, I hate tea. So I mean, it doesn't have. Yeah, I, I mean, I hate tea. So why not change the tea for coffee? So in the Long Island iced coffee, so you've got um, so these are all 15 mil measures, uh, 15 milliliter measures. So you've got vodka. There's Kahlua again, rum, tequila, and Bailey's. Um, so it's all pretty boozy, um, and then you've That's got the espresso like on top of that as well. That so, as well. so um, it's, it's it's certainly a, a, it, it's, it's a hard hitter. Hit the Long Island iced coffee, coffee. just it's like the Long Island iced tea. It's you know it is um, yeah, it's a real um, it's a, it's a real hitter. So, mm-hmm. so. Uh, and then with this, it's uh, and then with this, add everything to your into your shaker, shake and strain over cube dice. Now for this, you could either use espresso. Or you, or you could, could use cold brew. So, with a Long Island iced tea, it's usually add everything in and then top it with cola or Coke. Other brands are available. Um, but what you could do is you could use cold brew. So, um, I've made some cold brew um, as a present before um, using some of our coffee. So, we basically put it in a. In fact, I think it was a Chemex. We put it in a Chemex and filled it through a Chemex. But we put it in a in a bottle, put the grounds in, put the water in, and just left it there for 24 hours. Um, and then took it out, filled it through a Chemex, um, and that was it, it was ready to go. Um, obviously it's a long process and that sort of thing, but um, I made it uh, for my sister as a as a Christmas present so she could drink a special martini. Um, so that, that's it, it's something that you could do. Um, it gives you a bit, it makes it a bit easier depending on what sort of glass you're using or or mug or whatever you want to use um it's sort of you don't have to sort of guess with ice and all that sort of stuff so it gives you a bit more control in terms of like topping it up um, the long island, long island iced tea itself um there's a there's a couple of stories so we talked last week about uh the history of coffee and this is sort of similar there's a couple of sort of myths and legends um it was either um, founded in the 1920s during the Prohibition, um, or by a guy called, and this is a fantastic name, Ro- uh, Bob Rosebud Butt in 1972. What a brilliant name. So I, I know I found that. I was like, oh my word, I'm gonna put that in. Um, there was a there was a court case uh, in, the, in the 80s um, that basically there was there was a big hoo ha about who owned it, who did this, who did that. Um, and the 
1972 version one. Um, so Bob Rosebud, but uh, one uh, is court case. case. Um, so yeah, that's that's sort of where it's at, and it's not it's not originated. Well, I mean that one is originated in Long Island. The other one was somewhere, somewhere else, else, and I can't, I can't remember, remember where it is. is. I've and literally gone blank, blank on it. it. I will try and find it as to where that went. But we'll stick it in the notes. Not, <laughs> I'll stick it in the notes. We'll have a look. Put it in the notes. Um, but yeah, yeah, so that's the that's a Long Island iced coffee. coffee. I don't know if you've got anything, anything to add at all, mate. No, I think that's just another one you need to add to the list, Jack, for next time I come round. Can you bring some of these? I'm not, I'm not made of money. Can you bring some of these? Um, <laughs> Some of these things across. Okay, all right then. I don't, I'll, I'll, I don't drink, I'll, I don't drink I'll bring, vodka. I'll bring the I'll bring the cold brew. <laughs> <laughs> and the glasses and the ice. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. I'll bring the, the stomach pumping machine as well that we'll need. I've I've seen your booze shelf, Jack, and it's very well stocked. It is, but it's, but it's all rum and whiskey. <laughs> so I don't think I've got. I I've got yeah. Out of that Long Island iced coffee, it's literally the coffee and the rum. And that's it. Oh, it's going to be an expensive trip, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Please buy Jack and the Beans coffee. We need to, we need to fund that night out. Do all our coffee cocktail habit. Yeah. Our coffee cocktail research. Let's call it research. research. Yeah. 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 Fabulous. Um, so the, the last one on the list is the Coffee Brandy Alexander. So, it again, it's a twist on... A, a brandy alexander um which is basically 30 mil of brandy uh 20 mil of creme de cacao which is basically like uh chocolate like liqueur um a lot of people use white chocolate liqueur um for that one and then some single cream um but there are there are two types so the, the original alexander uh, was a gin so it was it was um, established in 1915, um, and it was it was equal parts gin, uh, white creme de cacao, and cream. Um, and then in 1937, they decided that gin wasn't good enough, um, so they used brandy instead. Um, but it di- didn't really take off, uh, and sort of became a bit more popular in the 70s. And um, it's a bit sort of like a, a bit of a classic classic cocktail. Um, now I I had a little look at this and. I, I know a bit about brandy in that I know you Emmy Martins, I know you Cavossier, um, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. Um but I didn't really know the difference between a cognac and a brandy. So I'm gonna tell you what the difference between a con- cognac and a brandy is, because I found it's really interesting. So brandy is any distilled fruit grown worldwide. So that that's what that is. Um, any fruit? Well it's it's usually Apples, grapes, or cherries. They're the three main... Oh, so cherry brandy, right, I see. Yeah. A cognac is white grapes from the, from the surprisingly, cognac region of France, which is in the southwest of France. Um, oh, so like champagne. A bit like, a bit like champagne, yeah. It's the same sort of thing. Um, yeah, it has to be from a, a specific region. Which I, I found that was really interesting. That you know, I, I never knew that before. Again, I, I'm pretty knowledgeable about drinks and all that sort of stuff um, and I didn't actually know that so so I guess if it's not made in cognac it's brandy yeah hmm. in, the, in the same way that anything 
that is champagne that isn't made in champagne is Prosecco. It's, it's Prosecco, yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. really interesting, that. So, well. Um, so for the coffee, Brally? Brally? Brandy Alexander, um, you've got 30ml of, of cognac. You've got 15ml of coffee liqueur, so you've the uh, clear water Tia Maria. Then just a f- little 5ml uh, measure of creme de cacao. Again, usually white chocolate um, creme de cacao, and then 20ml of single cream. Um, and then that is, again, that's shaken and double strained um, into usually a, a martini glass. Um, it's usually how I've seen them. So. Um, I haven't tried this one personally. This is one that I sort of had a look at uh, whilst we were having a little research of coffee cocktails. Um, but it's certainly one that I would love to try. Um, again, on our night, on our, a night out, we're not going out. On our night in, <laughs> we'll do this because th- this one, I'm, I'm a again not a massive brandy drinker, but I would, if it was on the, if it was on the, the menu, I'd pick one up. Um, so like I remember going to. Um, Sofia in Bulgaria, um, me and Emily, and on our last night we went to a, a like a local restaurant, which is where we sort of we generally try and go when we go places. We try and find the the local restaurant that hasn't got chips and chicken nuggets. Um, and in there was a, a plum brandy. Oh, nice! It was, it was like it was a twelve-year-old plum brandy. It was about three pound fifty for a double, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, you'll do." Wow. So I was like, yeah. So I had a couple of those and it was it was it was again it was unbelievable. So um but I'll certainly, I'll certainly be trying this one. Um but yeah, I think I think that's it for that one. I don't know if I suppose that'd be that. yeah, I suppose depending on on what brandy or cognac, well, I suppose not cognac as as such, but what brandy you use would would really take on a different flavor wouldn't it so if you're having cherry brandy or like the plum brandy like you said yeah it would really change what the base is that's quite yeah, interesting yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah we're gonna mm. have to buy different types of brandy now aren't we yeah we're gonna have to try that yeah well yeah, maybe buy our, again please buy our coffee we need, to, <laughs> we need to buy every type of brandy in the world <laughs> maybe when the, when we when the nfl starts again we should we can have a we can have a, a cocktail nfl party Oh yeah, because that screams of NFL, doesn't it? <laughs> little little yeah. chintzy, chintzy cocktails and girly glasses. Chicken wings and cocktails. <laughs> that hasn't been done before. Someone's obviously missing something. Yeah, that's it. Maybe that's the future. Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see. But, well, that yeah, was really. I I enjoyed that because. Yeah, yeah. I say I don't know much about cocktails. I, I I know a bit more about beer and and you know much more about coffee, but. Um, <laughs> Cocktails, you know, they've never really been something that I've been very knowledgeable about. No, no, so. no, because it's not usually the generally. It's not usually the sort of thing that you go out and buy nine times out of ten. You know, unless unless there was a deal on or you you saw something that maybe took your fancy. Um, mm. You know, I'm sure, like yourself, you know, you'd, you'd rather go for a beer or a spirit, a spirit mixer, or even just like a glass of wine, depending on what 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 you're eating. So, yeah, that's um, true. You know, for me. Cocktails aren't usually part of my repertoire in terms of eating out, but it's, you know, they're certainly still a, a really important part of hospitality and that sort of thing, so. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Well, well, listeners, if you make any of these um, using Jack's recipes, then let us know. Tag us on your socials, because um, yep. we'd love to see them. Uh, and if you do have any any tips for us, 
uh, any cocktails that you think we should talk about um, anything that you uh, would like us to talk about in any other episodes then drop us an email or drop us a message and let us know uh, but that's it for us and we'll see you next time Cheers, guys. The recordings have stopped.